Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Jesus, sure, look at here we are again. Another fine, <laughs> glorious episode. Very of, good words. Thank yes. you very much. Another <laughs> fine, magnificent episode of Sure Look, It'll Be Grand. A uh, podcast where two Irish fellas, that's me, Owen, and Dan is with me. I certainly am. He certainly is. And we talk about movies and stuff. Dan is uh, looking a bit shell-shocked, probably in response to the movie we watched today, which I, I can't wait to talk yeah. about. But we dropped this one. This yeah. is a like a bonus features special episode edition that we said we throw it just because I I could not let it slide without talking I about this. Look, it fits this channel perfectly. Yeah, so. it really does. It really does. So it, surprise everyone. You I I spoiled it because I told everyone we were doing it at the end of the last episode. But here we Plus are. I think we're just going to do that from now on anyway. Yeah, probably. We today today is Wild Mountain Time. Uh, I like that you didn't call it Wild Irish Time. Like I have been forever. You, you've been calling it all sorts of <laughs> oh, random things. Always Wild Irish Time. Wild Irish Time. Mountain weeks. Mountain Ireland world. <laughs> Land <laughs> of the fair, time, Ireland. To be fair, I think you could do any of those variations and you still get this movie. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Yeah. Wild Mountain Time, written and directed yeah. by John Patrick Shanley, which is all, and yeah. the movie's based on a play of his called Outside Mullingar. Is a oh god, how to even describe it? It's a fanciful sort of romantic wallop over the back of the head with Irish fantastical nonsense. Basically, it stars Jamie Dornan, who was once an Irishman, probably not anymore. Emily Blunt, Christopher Walken, and John Hamm is in there. Set in the mountains of Mayo for some reason, although in the play it is naturally set outside Mullingar. But I'm assuming the director arrived in Ireland for the first time in his life, saw Mullingar and said, actually, it doesn't look like how I imagined it in my head. So they went to Mayo. And the movie tells the story of two neighbouring... still in the 1600s, you know. Yeah. The movie tells the story of two neighbouring farmers, Rosemary Muldoon and Anthony Riley, played by Emily Blunt and Jamie Dornan, and their star-crossed romance among the wilds of Ireland. Not sure how it's star-crossed, though, because, like, the neighbours. They're neighbours. It's like they're meant yeah. to be together. I, I mean, a lot of it doesn't make sense. It sort of, it defies description in many ways, <laughs> I think. It's certainly... It does. I mean, th- I think you could, I don't know, you could say it's shenanigans between Irish farmers. There was a little bit of that. That does happen, you know. I mean, we've had some of the best um, stage plays, you know. For example, like The Field is pretty much just a bunch of farmers and people giving out about a field, you Mm -hmm. know. Yeah, just fair. It's it's an ongoing drama thing. You know, we're from a very agricultural, historical background. Not so much anymore, but still there. That's still there in a big way, yeah. Yeah, You're either from Dublin or you're a farmer. It's very much depleted, though, in, yeah. You're from the schmo- the pale, or you're a farmer. Yeah, that's rich, it. Rich. There's nothing else to the country, really. <laughs> no, there isn't really. All right, look, we're just gonna. I'm just gonna head straight into this one. We're gonna 
dive headfirst into the depths of Wild Mountain Time and try and figure out what the hell is going on here. Okay, so... And what the hell is going on? I mean, a whole <laughs> lot of nothing, really, to be honest. It's, yeah. So the, the, right, okay, so I, I, the movie starts, and it's a voiceover by Christopher Walken, yeah. who plays one of the dads. He's the Riley father, whatever, his yeah. name's not important. And he, the opening lines of the movie, he says, My name is whatever Riley, and I'm dead. Yeah. And... God, Jesus, isn't he the lucky one? Because... <laughs> yeah, he really is. I mean... <laughs> but to be fair, dead is a big motif in this movie. <laughs> Man, there's no motifs in this movie. <laughs> I mean, death is. That's a big I motif mean, yeah, in this look, movie. A lot of people die, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Very... And it's all... Yeah. Very quickly, actually, yeah. So th- this is the start of the movie, and uh, Rosemary Muldoon, played by Emily Blunt... So you've the two, the, two, the Muldoons and the Rileys who have big farms of land right yeah. next to each other. And the, the two kids, uh, Anthony and Rosemary, have grown up beside each other their whole lives, blah, blah, blah. Rosemary's been in love with Anthony since she was a wee one, we think, sort of. It's implied. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not implied. It's a kind she's of been say, spying you know. on him when she was on trees yeah, looking at him. Yeah, she's like in love with him or whatever. And he's well, he's a, smelling flowers and stuff. He's like a bit of a fucking weirdo. And um, yeah. basically, Rosemary's father passes away at the start of the movie. And they're, it's after the funeral. They're all chatting. And next I thing... Don't forget the major character element of this father. Which he is? shoots crows. Oh, he shoots crows. Yeah, Rosemary's f- father was at war with the crows. As stated in the start of the movie, to no to no real point, I think no. he just didn't no. like crows and he had a gun that he definitely didn't have a license for and used to shoot crows. <laughs> Kept the land yeah, clean yeah, of crows, but he's dead now. Yeah. And yes, Anthony's father, Mister Riley, says Tony. says, "Oh, sure, I might not leave the farm to me son. Sure, he's useless. Yeah. He's a he's a big Kelly headnum. I don't like him." Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And Anthony, who hates the fucking farm, cannot stand the place and wants nothing more than to get out of her, but refuses to leave for some reason, is really annoyed at this and says, no, I want the farm. And his father says, well, sure, unless you get married, I'm selling the farm to your cousin in America. Yeah. And that's kind of where the plot starts and ends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Anthony now is like, right, I have to get married. So he finally looks... Takes a fine, good look at Rosemary, who, I mean, she's Emily Blunt. So, like, I don't know how you would look, if your neighbour looks like Emily Blunt, I don't know how you'd not want that. Yeah, you'd think he'd be sweet on her. You'd think he'd like her, and she'd be like, how the fuck off, leave me alone, kind of yeah. stuff. But I, I don't know, that's kind of, it progresses from there into, it just gets more and more strange and kind of messy yeah I mean every I minute we should say, like, the first scene we really see of them together as paddles is when they're in the cow shed and the bull yeah. or something is not breathing right or something like that he's vomiting out worms or something along the lines yeah Anthony says he and gave him worm tablets and he's throwing them up or something I think yeah but the, we're getting into the part now where um, they communicate with each other and this gets progressively more poetic throughout. 
the movie. It, it starts like, off with yeah, like it, it, they kind of have a little bit of a, like all oh, that poetry is like, oh, isn't the sky lovely? But sure, look, the ground is good too, and it's all this kind of reflecting on each other motifs. And like, like anything one says, the other one will argue in some other like way. And it's yeah. kind of it's like Oscar Wilde um, had two children, and now the children are interested in incest. You know what? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, folks. it is. Yeah, but that's Oscar right. Wilde's interested in incest. Okay, we're just we're just gonna go right off the bat because I know the majority of the country at this stage, surely to God, has seen the trailer for at very least they've seen the trailer for this movie. And yes. everybody, the first question on everyone's lips, or the first comment will be, the accents. All right? Yeah. And it's fair, it's a fair point that it is extreme, extremely rare that when a non-Irish person is cast to play an Irish person in a movie, <laughs> it's so, it's utterly rare that they get the accents right. Yeah. Yep. Also, I mean, just to our non-Irish friends, um, as you imagine in your states and your counties, there are many different accents within Ireland itself. Like, yeah. And it's it's not even one of those things like, oh, you know, the accents kind of sound the same. No, you can have no. a very obviously distinct accent one county over. They're like, completely or like different. even if you want to go more broad, like compare a Kerry accent to a Dublin accent and it sounds like a different language. You know? Yeah, they're totally there's they're totally different. There's there's like four main variants and then there's Yeah. Whatever. But even within them twenty eight other subgroups of those four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like it that's the thing. When they do an Irish accent, it's usually either a Dublin accent, like a very soft Dublin accent, or sometimes a Cork accent when they want to do the whole la di da di do hoody da di do it's it's no accent it's a made up accent that yeah Hollywood invented for the quiet man and said this is what Irish people sound like and they all just go how does your trent in the jesus how the holy holy ho and it's like that's but that's not what they're doing in this at all either they're trying they are to their to give them some sort of a compliment they they are trying to do a specific Irish accent which would be which would be the mid, the thick Midlands accent that you would find yeah. where this is supposedly set, or at least where the play is set. The Mayo accent, where they're actually in in the, the movie, is a bit different. Yeah, but, very different. Yeah, but they're not able to do it. <laughs> like no, Christopher no. Christopher Walken. It's like a valley with him. He comes in and out of it like constantly. Yeah, it's and like then he just sort of gives up, and he's just Christopher yeah. Walken again for a while. Yeah, which he was. I mean, the thing you know, is. If we didn't hear his voice, he'd look like the most stereotypical old Irish fella in the world. Like, yeah, like, he looks like it works. Yeah, he looks like my grandfather, sort of. Like he's just yeah. You know, but he, you know, he's probably the best you could say of the bunch in that. He he's sort of he does such a like such such a vague attempt at the accent, even in the beginning when he's actually trying, that yeah. it's hard to say like he's he's fucked that one up completely. Because it's not, yeah, it's, it's only barely there. You don't hear the tension in it. He's not really, no. like, he's not constantly going, oh, come on, really Irish now, really. Yeah, and then he's, you, he you just, don't feel that. It just, just sounds like, yeah. It sounds like someone who left to America when they were like 17 and came back when they were like 70. Like, there is, yeah, there there's is just obviously he's mostly it, American, like, but little tips of Irish yeah, are he just, out there. There's some words that he puts the Irish on, and the rest is just kind of him. And then, yeah, yeah. Emily Blunt is. Not great. Ah, uh, 
like there's about two sentences in the whole movie that she says where you think oh that was pretty good she did that well now yeah and the rest of it like she sounds like she sounds like she has an ice cream in her mouth she does the dublin version of the accent a little bit more i don't even, um, i don't even yes. think she does she's just like it's like she's heard the accent. You can clearly hear yeah, what yeah. she's going for and that she's attempting to do an accent. <laughs> but like I'll give her one thing. She had the energy right though. Like it might not the accent might not have been right, but the energy how she rushed her sentences and all that kind of stuff. That was fairly good. Again, in places. Like there yeah, there's, maybe, there's yeah. parts of it that are because there's part there's very there's one or two like dropped in little scenes or lines or something that closer to the end that of the had movie, us actually that had us even going oh yeah no that's fair enough like that yeah, no, yeah. you'd hear my mother says that the whole time kind of thing like whatever yeah, yeah. But, you know don't stand over me there where you sit down that yeah kind yeah of that stuff, kind of know? stuff but it's you know that's and then Jamie Dornan like this man is Irish he was was I like was because like I don't think the country is going to let him anymore, which no, you know, he's not allowed back in the on the airport, like not. as if as if Fifty Shades of Grey was wasn't wasn't yeah. bad enough. Now he's subjected us to this. I think he, he's given out to us as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm he has a fair point in what he said. I mean, he has a fair know. point that Irish people complain about everything, but to be fair, in this case, we actually have a point. Uh, we do, yeah, but we do love to give out of us stuff. You know, that's... Uh, we look do, at us. Yeah. We've made a podcast about it. Literally, I mean, how many times have we given out about Americans or British people already, like? And it's going to fucking continue in this one. I'll tell you that much. I mean, I'm not saying <laughs> no, but, you know, like... No, yeah, but we are a like, bunch of give outers, but... But his accent, his accent in this is atrocious. It's mm. shocking. And honestly, like, if you're going to go ahead and change the setting from the play... Why not just change it to to the north or like, you know, Ross Common or somewhere where Jamie Dornan's from and let him speak in his real accent and cast Can some Irish people. Yeah. Stick an Irish cast woman Irish. in there and have her be <sighs> Irish. Like But John Patrick Shanley would tell you that uh, you know, the Irish accent is a bit too complicated for people abroad and you have to dumb it down. Which really is just Kind of terribly offensive. Ah, ah, no. Isn't it, no? I'm not even saying offensive to us. I mean, offensive to other countries. To everyone else? Ah, no. I wouldn't yeah. take offense to that. No, there's plenty of accents. You know. Yeah, but you know, if like, you heard a fella speaking in a really thick Russian accent, you'd ask him to talk a bit slower. And people do. I, if, I mean, when I was in America, I didn't talk to, in the fullness of my Irishness accent. <laughs> you, you turned couldn't. it down a little bit, didn't you? have you? to tone it down a little bit, like, because you won't, they won't <laughs> understand what you're saying. Yeah, you, you kind of, well, that's just <laughs> Americans in general, you've talked slow, but like. I don't know. You, you I, would. I think that's a shame. You I would. It's like when, if you go on holidays, and you go in and try and talk to somebody, and you, you talk slower. Like. <laughs> yeah, but that's usually when people are speaking a different language. language. I mean. I'm talking. Our vari our variation on the English language can be a different language. I sometimes. mean, look, I'll be the first one to say when I'm talking to people, I don't like a bro I wouldn't use like words like crack, grand, ash, or like you'd be grand. Yeah. I wouldn't be using those kind of phrases. But like, I don't think I'd boil down my accent too much, especially because most people love the accent. So I usually <laughs> pump it up a little bit more. It's like, oh, yes. Oh, hey. Oh. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You, you have your own accent, though. 
Yeah, it's um, for people that don't know. I was born in Germany and I've lived here for the last twenty years. Yeah. So you have uh, there's hints of other things in your accent. Yeah, yeah, and my my mother, you know, she was born in England, so there's a bit of an English influence to my accent too. But even then, like the my play, a- the accent is story. prominently Irish. We're deep diving into Dan. Tell us about your childhood. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, no, I would say my accent is prominently Irish, though. Ah, uh, yeah, no, it is. A lot of it is. Yeah, but um, yeah. A few words that come out. Like, oh, what's that? Back to the movie. <laughs> look, look, folks. This is far more interesting. No, you no. agree me? Yeah. No, the accents. Right. Look, the accents are bad. They're terrible. But honestly, they're not the strangest or the worst thing about this movie. Oh God, no. That's all I'll say. Oh, That's no. what we'll say for the time being. <laughs> yeah. But there's some people who listen to say, "I know, right?" Yeah, they know what's coming. They know what's coming. <laughs> Anyone who's seen this knows what's coming. And it can't be anything else. Good lord! Right, but so the rest of the plot then, I suppose, continues on from there. There's a there's a stretch of land. There's a bit of road frontage down at the bottom of one of the fields that yeah, just like a strip of two gates. A little strip of two side. gates that yeah. Mr. Riley Tony sold it to the Muldoons like twenty years ago or thirty years ago. Yeah, fuck. And it, they just use it now for they have to pass through two gates. Because they're crossing the Muldoon's land when they come home. Yeah. And they hate it. And the old lad wants to buy it back off the Rileys before he sells yeah. the farm to the Americans. They yeah. won't sell it back. To, well, the wife says, I can't sell it back to you. I don't own it. Rosemary owns it. Rosemary says, I won't sell it to you. I, it's mine. I don't know, whatever. She's, she's having a mood. I don't think she talked much about it, to be honest. Well, John Hamm makes his appearance then. He lands in from America. The big yank comes in. And says, my dream has been always been to be a farmer. Which, which is, is, as we all know, everyone's dream. Just odd in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> he says to her, how much, how many acres do you have? And Ro- he's a big banker now himself. He's a big banker. He's a big, he's a big wanker. Yeah. But he says, he's, he comes home for the 70, Tony's 75th birthday. And he says to Rosemary, how many acres do you have? And Rosemary says... I don't know, actually. I couldn't tell you exactly. Which is the which a is huge inconsistency with reality. Absolutely. This man has never met an Irish farmer before because there's not an Irish farmer alive today that doesn't know to the millimetre how much yeah. land they have and exactly where it ends and extends to. And all the places that they argue with people that that's my land, not yours. That bit of fucking, that tree over there, it, the biggest root is on my land. It's not on your land. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> big business, like. But in the in the world of this movie, the, none of the farmers know how much land they have because it comes up again later. With he asks Anthony the same question later on: "How many acres do you have, Anthony?" And Anthony says, "Jesus, sure, I, I don't know exactly. I couldn't tell you." No, it's just an untruth. One of many mystical untruths about Ireland that take place yeah. in this film, including or at least extremely outdated. Well, yeah, including what year we live in. Yeah, because we were arguing about this for a while because I, for a long time we were saying, oh, this must be like the late 70s, 80s, like, for sure. Like, there's gas lamps here and stuff. Yeah, that's the, th- like, there was, and look, whatever, look, right, there are, there are parts of the country, matter of fact, in most parts of the country, you will find an old farmhouse like that with an old fella living in it who doesn't have yeah. a telly, just a farmer, whatever. Yeah, Fine, yeah. no arguments there. But it's it's the rest of it. It's the fact that like 
Rosemary dresses like she's weaving baskets out in the Iron Islands in 1842. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's just going around with a shawl and a wee dress on her and, like... Yeah, yeah. It's just a fucking mess altogether. And the, like, I mean, like, I know it, we're, kind of, we're kind of meant to be... To be fair, we're meant to be... Kind of understand that she's a very sort of... Uh, what's the best way to say it? Whimsical person, like... She... Like, she's... There's... Some heavy, like, hippie vibes from her. Did you really? Did you get that from her? Oh, very much, like, from the start. I didn't get much off her other than I smoke fags and I'm in love with Anthony. And I look at shotguns in the cupboards, which stopped me from committing suicide. Yeah, well, like, I mean, like, she has issues. Like, <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't look at her wearing a fucking shawl and think. Yes, she's a bit of a wild... I don't know. I don't know. I didn't look... Bohemian, maybe, is the best way to say it. She's a bit bohemian. Uh, I don't know. I think you're applying something to her that's not there in that instance, I th- to be honest. I don't know. I, I don't, don't think know, she's man. supposed to be that at all. <laughs> I, mm. She's a nut job. Everyone in the movie is crazy, by the way. Oh, like, yeah. They're all, in, they're all, you know... They're a bit mad. And... Yeah. They're, you know, the Irish are a bit mad. But we like, are, yeah. So is every, everyone. I don't yeah. know, it's just like, it's just this man, like, John Patrick Shanley, right? Born in America. Yeah, Scottish parents, I think. It says to, like, I was trying to find out, it just, all I could see was that he's born to an Irish-American family. Now, I don't know okay. if he's, if he's what first generation, generation is, yeah. or like, or what it is. I I think the quote about him ha- when he said about like softening the Irish accent, he mentioned his parents' accents. So maybe he maybe they were from Ireland or something. But he yeah. he his notion of Ireland is like a man who his only actually his only like real clue to what it was like here was the lyrics to the fucking song that they sing seventeen times throughout this film. Yeah. Again. <laughs> I mean, again, I like there's that those scenes in the pub, and we were joking that must be just one old fella in the back one. Like, why the fuck are they singing that shite again? Yeah, yeah <laughs> they sing they sing the song, uh, Wild Mountain Time, or Will You Go, Lassie Go, whatever name you want to call it. Yeah. They sing that, like Anthony's mother sang it when he was a a young lad. She sang it all around the yeah. house. And then it's just like a thing. They just keep singing it. And it, you know what? Okay, cool, right. That's where they got yeah. the title of the, the movie from, I guess. But like, it's not even that Irish of a song. Like, no. It's not. You could say, you could argue it's a Scottish song. Like, I mean, you could, but I don't know. I think a lot of people think of it as an Irish song. And also, I mean, a big thing of it. I think it's, it's a lot about the theme and like what the soul of what's to be Irish, that it's both. This marriage between being miserable, but delight in the small things, and it, and that's what what Irish time is. It's it's celebrating the both the the dark times and the good times, and I think that's a very Irish thing. I, you're gonna just say no to me again, but you know I'm right. Wild Irish time. Did I say it again? Did you I? There again. you go, folks. I can't say what amount of time because this movie is so unashamedly trying to be Irish. No. My brain just goes. Irish. This is a wild Irish time. That's what this movie is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> which, is, which is the um, page three of the Irish Times um, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wild Irish time. The up this week. George Salfa in the nip. <gasps> we go back to the the boom. Oh, back to the boom when all the government just got like models to stand in bikinis on Grafton Street to like announce things. Really? Yeah, be in the paper. be a new photo in the paper every week. You'd have like. No, not Leo Varadkar because he wasn't around at the time, but whoever the fuck was the minister. <laughs> Leo Varadkar in a bikini. Yeah, Leo Varadkar in a bikini. No, you'd have like Nadia Ford or somebody like just in really? a bi- in a bikini and high heels standing in the middle of Grafton Street in September. Except in Ireland. Kenny gone. Yeah, <laughs> you'd have Bertie Ahern or one of the boys like holding up a Harley for the All Ireland there, <laughs> standing there going, "It's all and just All Ireland madness sweeps Dublin." And then the Celtic Tiger crashed and died and we gave it a lethal so injection. So hopes and, and dreams for everyone who was yeah, around the age of 15, 16. Everyone our age fell to pieces and got depressed and we're now we're making a podcast. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just in time for the next one. Woohoo! <laughs> oh God. We do make ourselves Next sad. podcast will be just us uh, speaking about death announcements in the paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think we can do it. Anyway. I like that we keep on moving away from this movie, having this conversation Look, about the movie. I don't know how to talk about it properly, all right? There's things mm. that happen in this movie, and I really, I don't think I have any sort of framing. Can we talk, like, can we talk about the uh, fantastic shrink and sh- boat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like this, this it's one of those old Irish boats, the, the, the round ones. It's, it's just like branches curved with like, twigs of lever around it like it's it's a very non-nautical boat but it's usually just used for small excursions onto a lake or a river to be efficient right mm-hmm. and uh we see the man himself um what's his face i even fucking forgot his name but um jamie Dorn. You know, he's jamie Dorn. where his character's name is i was trying to come up with that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's sitting standing in the boat and you know what's going to happen next. You One sees him walking up and she calls his name and he turns and he falls into the water and he falls down to the bank of the river bend and he finds a river, a, a ring mysteriously in the dirt and it seems precious to him. No, not that. But anyway, he comes back out and he's the boat's quite big in the um, river. Like it's it, like he could sit in it and it up to his shoulders, right? I think that's a fair estimation to say, right? But then when he brings it to the land, they obviously, um, <laughs> there must have been um, a moment on set where he tried to drag up the actual boat and couldn't manage it. So they got him a much smaller, shallow, more shallow boat that was able to pull onto the riverbank. And it's very obvious, like, yeah. you can't not notice it. Well, it, yeah, it's, it was more the length of it for me. Like, it looked like a, a canoe type thing when he was in it, in the river. And then it's just, it's like a... Perfectly circular little, like a turtle shell type thing that he pulls up out of the river. <laughs> it changes dramatically in shape, yeah. whatever way it is, anyway. And Rosemary is right. just yeah, so standing on the riverbank, forlorn and windswept, as she is. Yeah, her horse has run away yeah. again. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait till Emily Blunt does um, Peg Sayers. Like, she'd be great for it. Oh, she's nailed on for it now. This was her audition, I yeah, think. Yeah. To be honest, that's what yeah. she was going for. <laughs> Pegs ears, woman of Ireland. But yeah, there's a lot of those kind of weird scenes. Like, and you know, let's talk again about like the weird poetic conversations they always have. Because 
like most lore characters it's just normal conversation going on like there is no real fanciful talk and it's just normal no, it's just when they yeah when when anthony and rosemary talk to each other like almost all of their conversations in the movie begin with rosemary asking anthony a question and he answers it he answers her with a line of a poem or something like yeah. not an actual line of a poem but it sounds like he's no, quoting it sounds something very it's, poetic it yeah. sounds like oh sure I'm a man raised too low in the ground to rise himself above the mountains that surround him now and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> it's and she'll just, she just walks out and like, but then there is a sky yeah. which you can reach to. Like, <laughs> but there are stars in the ground sometimes too and they shine brightest when the mountains are not around. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, what the fuck it's are you con- yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> mind, but that's like 90% of the conversations are like that. And it's just like, yeah. and it's just them too. You? Like when they're talking yeah. to other people, him and the father are talking half the time and they're just like taking the piss out of the neighbours and stuff and it's kind of like ah oh, yeah that's grand that's kind of and then yeah. just as soon as they start talking they turn into fucking WB Yates or something and it's like what? <laughs> what are you even trying to say anymore I don't know and the first time it happens like I think it's Rosemary asks Anthony is he happy or something or you know does yeah. he like it and he says oh sure how you know he goes off on what a big spiel about how how could he oh, like how's he the grass and the weed yeah. off the cows yeah he explains the circle of life essentially in <laughs> response <laughs> he's like well the cows eat, the, the grass grows and the cows eat the grass and we eat the cows and then I go back into the ground and sure that's my lo- and all this and, that. and he walks off and Rosemary says to nobody oh Jesus when he talks like that <laughs> me heart and you're like what the fuck are you what do you want about Rosemary yeah. You explained to me what what he just said because he just said nonsense, and yeah, that's ca- this yeah. movie is a lot of nonsense. That's actually that's oh. a good way to describe the movie. It's nonsense. It's complete like, the nonsense. nonsense. The whole movie is yeah. nonsense. Like it's it's just it's yeah it's kind of all over the place. But yeah, we will move on to the next section and attempt to pick out a couple of things we liked. God help us. And a couple of things we didn't like. Oh, we shall strike a balance between culture and fun. Right, go on. Three things you liked about Wild Mountain Irish time. I mean, I'm, I'm grasping at straws here, but um, visually, it's a very gorgeous movie. Yeah, I mean, it makes Ireland look pretty pleasant. Yeah, they absolutely. reused the same shot of a road and a mountain like six times yeah. in the movie. But I, you know, yeah, yeah, it's you know Ireland looks grand. Ireland is a very visually yeah. pleasing place. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, other things I just liked about and liked about it. Jeez, see how <laughs> you're, jump, you're this, like, jumping ahead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Other things I liked about it. Um, I mean, one. Thing I like about Ireland, and uh, it's I think it's a big part of our culture is um, we like whimsy. We like um, talking about ridiculous, stupid things that uh, don't really make that that we kind of use to distract ourselves from the miserable stuff. Uh, and I think there's a lot of it in that. I think there's also a lot. Of, I think there's a lot of Irishness in it. To be fair, there's that hard-headed stubbornness, like the father saying like. Oh Jesus! I'm going to give it to your cousin and the farm, and when I die, because you're too much of a Tracy in your face and a Kelly, and like yeah. a Kelly in your face, and like you know, those are the kind of things that I like. 
we've all had those conversations, like in our house, not necessarily given land or something, but you know, yeah, like you might say, ah, yeah, you look more like my side of the family, and you're more like that. Oh, you're more like your uncle here, and that. There's a lot of like, um, family, um, comparisons, and I think it got that done well. To be fair, in bits and um, pieces, yeah. There, like, yeah. there's a line here or there that you yeah. can kind of go. Ah, I think this. There is a spirit you know, of Irishness there. Something. I think it's very much diluted a lot, but there is a spirit of it. We're happy being miserable. Yeah. Yeah, we're happy being miserable. And it's, 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 I guess it's nice to see on screen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if we weren't miserable, what would we give out about? Yeah. Um, I honestly, um, I can't think of anything Wand. more that I like about the movie. <laughs> uh, I mean. Ah, well. I have. I mean, um, we have an Al Jazeera moment that I love for the absurdity, but we'll leave it. Oh, we'll get to that. I think people know what it's going to be, but we will get to <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> see, see, thinking ahead, um, thinking caps on today. I have like I have about a hundred million things I loved about this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, were well, any of them non-ironic? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, not at all. This is folks. This is how well I know him. I can. <laughs> I I made it no I I have right there's three things and they're all not things all right I liked the first okay. scene in the pub solely because I miss pubs oh, they're clo- yeah. closed in Ireland at the moment and they have been for most of this year and I miss them yeah I mean for right reasons but geez. yeah yeah no I mean I I wouldn't yeah I you know yes you wouldn't put people's lives at danger to have no. a double point no you know only maybe. Anyway, uh, my I li- own life in danger, yeah. sure, but not others. No, no, couldn't do that. <laughs> I liked Rosemary's horse that kept running away. Oh yeah, uh, he was the audience. I think it was nice. Yeah. It was clever of the director to put him a character in there who just wanted to be anywhere else at all. I like, I like that a lot of the times they looked at the horse and said, "I look, he's having fun running around," but really the horse looked very distressed. Oh, the horse was going mental. The horse <laughs> lost his. M- that horse had something wrong with that horse, like. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I liked the character of Bad News Cleary. Oh, yeah. Because we have a theory. We don't think he's actually no, in the movie. I don't we think, think th- yeah. he's a fellow who ran on set the whole time. And that's where he's been chased for the whole dunk- I, donkey fucking yeah, thing. I think he's the farmer whose land they were filming on. And he was he just <laughs> kept turning up every day and going, Oh, yeah. well, lads, how are you going? I'm in the movie now. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but he's, but the, his character just some random old fella that just turns up every once in a while and gives bad news and the people oh. have given him they've given him a nickname bad news to, like the, to be honest it's the best scene though he's in the best scene in the movie where he says oh my mother's inside there do you want to go and talk to him I will not yeah, I will <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a bit like, that was he's, like okay that's Irish yeah, yeah. He, he's a bit touched like this fella he thinks yeah, he's yeah. at the the birthday party and he thinks the pudding has been poisoned for some reason it's just yeah. it's just a throwaway line he says to uh, John Hamm's character, just yeah. that, have you eaten the pudding? Don't. I think it's gone bad. Or something. <laughs> so, and then that's it. That's the end of the scene. He just walks off. Well, I liked him. He was funny. Yeah. Yeah. In a no, actually a non-ironic way, he was funny. And, he was, yeah. Um, that was it. Those are the three things I liked. What about that one day trip to New York? <laughs> yeah. Look, to be like f- that, to no? be fair, multiple characters in the movie call out how weird and stupid of a thing to do that was. Yeah. <laughs> that Again, this is the whole whimsy thing, though. Like, she is kind of, like, 
under her own law like Rosemary just says ah fuck it I'm going to New York and flies to New York for a day <laughs> comes home with Aer Lingus with Aer Lingus yeah it must have cost her about six grand to get over there and stay in a hotel yeah like. <laughs> and oh she yeah. bought tickets to the the Swan Lake which yeah. comes up I a lot I love that she went back and went yeah I was in New York how's she for it well I actually sold the farm I'm moving out soon <laughs> yeah this oh, the movie I had, to, yeah, I had to sell. I had to sell. I had to sell that half acre below that you were looking for to afford a flight Wait, to New York. What's a half acre? I don't know the size of my land. I didn't even realize that was mine. Are you sure? Are you sure you sold yeah. it to me? It could be yours. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Go on then. Three things you didn't like. I mean, there's gonna be con- some controversial things because I know there are parts of Ireland that still have that. But this, I. Like, first of all, the fashion sense felt like it was in the 1980s. Uh, how he talks about, oh, sure, I can't go to church after this. You know, I get caught. And this is not enough trying to take offense on anyone who is Christian and all that kind of stuff. But it just it just dripped of the whole old Irish idea that, oh, sure, everyone goes to church. And sure, you wouldn't uh, say anything to uh, offend the church or the mass or anything like that. Um that just annoyed me. I think it's an old sort of outdated stereotype of Ireland, and I, I'm just not a big fan of it. Then I, other things I didn't like. I mean, I, I just I I didn't like the accents. I mean, it's a low hanging fruit here. Yeah, I mean, the accents are they're terrible. Shy. So like, I don't understand why you couldn't choose Irish actress predominantly for this. Uh, I know you, they probably the studio pushing a little bit, saying, "Oh, you know, get someone." American actors, a uh, height and your thing. I feel like they could have just had Irish actors and then just have John Hamm, and that would have had enough notoriety for most people to pay attention. I mean, what is it not like? I mean, I didn't like that there wasn't really a story, I guess. <laughs> there wasn't. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it's like. Like, okay, right. So, as has been established, I watch a lot of these kind of stupid romantic nonsense movies right Hmm. but in all of them even the bad ones there's a conceit within the movie that makes it either so that the two people who it's two people who hate each other are forced together and they fall in love or two people love each other and are forced apart there's not even a there's there's none like these people are just there and they're just like Anthony... It just hasn't happened yet. But it's established it's, it's established in the movie that Anthony has been in love with a different girl his whole life. Yeah. And she said no to him when he asked her to marry him. And now he's, like, not... He's done with... Like, he's... You know, he's he's never been in love with Rosemary. He's never had anything. He just, like... He was mean to her as a little girl, and that's all we get. And Rosemary yeah. has, like, been fawning after him all her life, or whatever. When, again, all she had to go was go down to Killala and she would have found a husband overnight like because she's Emily Blunt I don't even want to say this movie could have been better I don't think it could have been better much I mean I kind of want to watch the play now just to see like what the you deal don't. is you, really you don't well I mean it, it's not on anymore but when it was on uh, Deborah Messing from Will and Grace played yeah. Emily Blunt's character and her accent was worse than anything in this movie there's clips <laughs> there's clips of her on YouTube in some scenes from oh. outside Mullingar and it's she does the proper like Oh the Janet Jesus Anthony how you like it's it's shot it's worse than the like sort of a attempt at decency we got from the movie. 
Yeah, okay. Oh. Yeah. I look to... So we had a few drinks watching this. Thank God. Yeah. And we laughed a lot of this, but I don't think we it, we laughed when, you know, the audience, please laugh moments were No, there. we're laughing at it, not with it. Yeah. And I'll never watch this movie again. Oh, I will. I wouldn't even... <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, you will. I know I'll watch will, it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I, yeah. watched, I might watch it again to right now tonight after we finish recording. Would you drink it, would you drink it sober? Jeez, would you watch it sober? Yeah. I'm oh, just going to no. stick it on and have a great time. Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> a mountain time. <laughs> all right okay look we've covered those things let's move on to the moment look we're we've... all waiting for it come on yeah, all right let's go the jesus moment this is it bring it home how do i even begin how do you explain this i don't think it can be explained the worst thing is there was even evidence before we found out That's this was it's actually thing. foreshadowed in the movie Okay. Yeah, but like, but you could study this film without that scene at the end a million years and never predict that fateful sentence. It, right. Okay. So here's the deal. All right. For anyone who hasn't seen it, this is a big spoiler for Wild Mountain Time. All right. If you're not into that, is it? I mean, I could say I could say what it is, and I mean, look. Right. It's a plot. It's a thing that happens right at the end of the movie. So people will think that's a spoiler. So just shut up. <laughs> right. Okay. okay. So, okay. so we find out that the reason that Anthony is not into Rosemary, sort of, is because he thinks he's a honeybee. Now I'm going to repeat that because yeah. people probably think. They've heard me wrong. No, no, yeah. no. The literal, he literally, and I'm not talking spiritually or like just like any sort he of metaphor. He prayed like, to God yeah. to fix this. He literally thinks he is a honeybee trapped in a human man's body. That's it. He, that's he praise. He he prays at the beginning of the movie, asking God, why did he make him this way? Can he fix him? He smells a flower and gets <gasps> pollen all over his nose because he believes, and Owen, say again, what does he believe? He is a honeybee. And this is not a joke. This is not a, oh, this must mean some like metaphor. No. A honeybee. He thinks... He is a honeybee. Like, this, this, it just comes so out of left field that I cannot, I just, I can't even understand what they're trying to say with this. <laughs> like, it's not like he, it's not like it's a spiritual, like, Oh, uh, spiritually, I think I'm more akin to like a honeybee because I, I need to be free and roam around yeah. and I don't want to be tied down and blah. I'm, I have a lifespan that lasts a month or I don't know, whatever. But like, no, the man, is, the man literally like 
has some sort of deficiency in his brain when he thinks I mean, he is literally a honeybee. At that stage of the movie, even though these both these characters are very strange in their own rights, it was this moment where I thought, is this a movie to highlight mental illness in rural Ireland? I I honestly don't think so. I mean, so. it makes sense then. It like, would make sense. The only, like... Like, the, bi- the build-up to the reveal is Rosemary saying that she's depressed and threatening to murder him if... And asking him is he gay and all these kind of stuff that like mm. she's like I've I've thought through every possibility like no matter what you say it's gonna be fine because I've dealt with it all already I've thought through everything just tell me why you haven't why you don't want to sleep with me why you won't write why you won't marry me and he just, he said, like actually emotionally breaks down starts crying and says I think I'm a honeybee and she runs away. <laughs> Just yeah. legs, she legs it, says, right, I'm done here. You're Well, no, that's not true, to be actually. Fair, they get in the car. Yeah. And cause to be fair, if she did run, don't blame her. Don't blame her at all. I'd sell the farm immediately and marry the cousin. I'd be like, no, yeah. sorry, I'd marry hit I wouldn't marry my... Like, I'm a weird woman, but that's a bit too far. Yeah, like... You like, and she she is shocked. Clearly, she's taken aback by this fact. And then they get in the car and they're driving off, and she's all over the place. And she's asking him, like, like literally, like you literally think you're a honeybee, not like a, cause like I've thought that I'm kind of like a swan and all this or whatever. And he's like, no, like literally, I, like, I am literally a honeybee inside my head. And then the only logical instinct of her kicks in, and she drives into a tree. She tries to kill them both. Yeah, which says, is just fair play to her. I fair play well to just her. That, end that our lives sense. now. Yeah, she had a right idea, but they survive, unfortunately. Sadly. And they have their big, like, romantic I love you stuff in the rain. And she says, I don't care that you're a honeybee. Sure, I'm a swan. And he says, oh, well, yeah, shut up. You're not a swan. I'm a honeybee. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know what? It was. It got just so bizarre that I kind of expected the camera to zoom sideways, look at the collie that one of them owns, and just have the collie, like, polymorph into Christopher Walken and him just, like, winking towards the camera and walking off. Because at that stage, anything goes. You know, yeah, it's just it honestly, was so bizarre. You might, might as well have done that now. Yeah, honestly, I thought I thought they were going to end it with the two of them like physically transforming into bees and flying off or something. Yeah, I thought that's what was coming at this point. It was just like so utterly bizarre. It was so yeah. weird, and that's probably like the rest of the movie is is just kind of another bland, overly done attempt at like selling Ireland. To Hollywood as some sort of fictional fairy tale land, where yeah. people speak in poetic verse and everything's still fifteen hundred three sort of stuff. But yeah. then just this happens, and you're like, w- uh, "What? <laughs> this isn't yeah. an Irish stereotype that I'm aware of." Is it? Is, <laughs> is that just what the, the the Yanks go about? Oh Jesus, the Irish, you know, all think they're bees. Or swans. Oh, they're all bees I like don't want to go into Meet America and say, yeah, that's, that's the stereotype of you. I was like, sorry, what? What, really? <laughs> wow, okay. Then, I, yeah. then I go back to the fellow who made this movie and go, I'm sorry. Look, I'm sorry I ever said anything wrong about you. Clearly you know Ireland <laughs> more than I know it myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. He thinks he's a honeybee. Let's try and sum this up in our final thoughts. 
Yes, Mr. Frodo. It's over now. Well, can you oh, look, can you summate your feelings for Wild Mouth and Time? You know, I I would, but look, this comes in a long line of the same old Americanized old paddy Irish wackery nonsense, which has no basis in reality. I mean, you can you enjoy beyond that? I don't even think it's a good movie beyond that. But what I would say is if you just want to have a laugh at weird, bizarre things, it has there's there's good crack there's humor in it, um, be it on purpose or not. But outside of that, no, it's it's, it's a bad movie, um, in just about every way. Um I I don't have time for this kind of thing. Um <laughs> I I'd love to actually see uh more Irish Irish movies, you know maybe directed by Irish people, at least um, directors who have some notion of what Ireland is in the present day and do movies like It doesn't even have to be about the present. You can you have loads of, like, Angela's Ashes is a fantastic movie about Ireland, like, you know. It's, it's over-dramatised in parts, you know, and it's painted a bit darker than uh, it probably was, but there was no authenticity and I don't think there was anything authentic about this. This, it was like some sort of, you know, other universe version of fantasy, um, you know, kingdom of Ireland kind of shite. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, yeah, like you said, like if I was viewing this as an outsider, as a non-Irish person who had never been to Ireland and who's only kind of, you know, so just some madman who really believed that, the Emerald Isle is some land out of time caught between a fairy tale and a nightmare that, like, maybe this is the kind of nonsensical garbage romantic drivel you'd you'd like. But I think even Mm. by, like, even by the low standards of, like, rom-coms made for streaming services, it's still not very good. The, the, The movie, the plot of the movie itself, like, stripping away our, like biased opinions Bias. on the Irishness of it, it's still not very good. No, and it doesn't really make any sense. You know, like, the two leads are not in love with each other to begin with. But then again, no. your man also thinks he's a honeybee. So who are we to really argue with him? Do you know? Uh, sane people. Sane person. Yeah. Sane kind of I don't know. People. Like, for me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a crazy person who loves, like, completely awful garbage movies and i yeah. i i will probably watch this again and i will it will it has currently overtaken leap year as my favorite awful depiction of ireland in a hollywood movie which wow that's, that's a and big i listened to that podcast you made <laughs> that is a big thing because leap year yeah. is just like they're different oh. like leap year doesn't yeah. understand ireland in a geographical sense like no. this doesn't understand ireland in a cultural or philosophical sense i don't know it's just it's just it's yeah it's it's bad it's a bad movie it's a very bad movie it's as bad as it looks in the trailers if yeah. not worse and the accent is by far the least weird bad thing even though it itself is still bad yeah but they they got a bit of guinness sponsorship in there so it's all grand they did don't worry yeah. about it they do drink guinness in it yeah. if anyone is wondering yeah it's not as good as the pubs though 
They Three say that. Which is a very Irish sentence. They do say that. They say that, and then they proceed to p- split a small bottle of Guinness between them, poured into two shot glasses, like basically. water table yeah. glasses. So yeah. they immediately small lose ones too. Like they immediately cool. lose any cool points they gained by the, the Guinness yeah. line. <laughs> I, like I was saying, they, they could have done one thing that would reclaim the entire movie. Was like, oh, do you want a sandwich? I'll make you a sandwich. If yeah. she came back with a potato sandwich, I'd be like, a bag okay, of potatoes. It's back. Yeah. It's all right. Oh, she, no, in this film, they would have come down with a pack of Nordy potatoes or something. Then it would have been no, no, it'd be like um, walkers or something, you know, and it'd be oh. put next to the sandwich. Oh God, Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, there you have it. There is our our thoughts, our show on Wild Mountain Time, which is a mess from start to finish. In response, if any of you have seen it, even if you haven't seen it, my question for you this week is, <laughs> if you were an animal, what kind of honeybee would you be? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, I don't know. Just, like, watch the movie. Let us know what you think. I'm excited actually yeah. to see what non-Irish people think of it. I know we have a yeah. couple of people who listen to us in the well, states. And I know elsewhere, because so. there's someone who co- keeps talking about us, the podcast to me, but never comments. So yeah, please. So I'd like say something I'm, in the comments. I, yeah, I'd be excited to see what the, what other people think of it who aren't Irish because there's no there there's not nobody who's from Ireland could watch this and think they've nailed it. It's perfect. Yeah, it's exactly what it's like in my hometown. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, there you go. Shall we? Should I mention what movie I'm choosing for the next one? Oh yes, please do. Yes, I thought we continue, continue, weird, uh, continue in this um, weird, culturally inappropriate um, series of movies, and I um, we are going to watch the Last Samurai. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere totally different there when you you said culturally <laughs> culturally inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, cool. Yeah, that's a great yeah. movie. All right, anyway, okay. Uh, thank you everyone folks, for listening. Yeah, uh anyone listening, uh thanks for listening. Uh, I know we keep on talking about how uh, you uh would be lovely if you comment, but honestly, listening is also really appreciated. It's nice to see there's some people interested. And hey, look, uh, if you want an actual question you can ask or answer, uh, tell us a movie we should review in the comments, please. That'd be nice. Maybe we'll do it because if someone comments, we might just do it because we want some sort of interaction. And now, if you were a honeybee, what movie would you choose for us to review? How would you spend your days wandering around the hills of Ireland? Would you go up or down and around? Asher, look.